Lose the Cape, episode 38. Welcome to the Lose the Cape podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Okay, so it's days like today when, or weeks like this week when I, um, or when everyone around around me, oh, I can't even talk, understands why I have a book, a website, and a podcast called Lose the Cape because this is one of those weeks where I am just <laughs> like struggling to keep it all together. Um, single moms, I want to give y'all a huge shout out because my husband has been out of town this week for work and I am... Let's just put it this way. Second day of the week while he was gone, we were an hour and a half late to school. (laughs) So I tell you all of this because um, I was supposed to have this podcast interview out on Wednesday. It is currently Thursday and I am just recording the introduction. So, um, you know, any of you who are single moms or deal with a traveling husband or a deployed spouse on a regular basis, um, I know you feel my pain and I just say, wow, wow, and wow some more to you. You guys deserve a whole lot more credit and help than, uh, yeah. So I'll quit whining about my week, but um I do want to get on with our interview, but I have a couple of important things that I want to talk to you about. Uh, First of all, today's guest is Marissa Lawton, and she is amazing. Um, She helps busy moms, mompreneurs find the time in their life and build a schedule for their business that incorporates their personal core values. So she helps you. um, She's got a free balanced mompreneur audit that um, walks you through like where you're spending all of your time and how to fit your Um, core values first and everything else later. So like your marriage and your family and self-care and all that kind of stuff. So she's going to go into detail about that. It's great really for any busy mom. You don't necessarily have to be a working mom um, for this audit to be useful to you. It's It just it's a great tool for mapping out where you're spending your time, how you're spending your time, and how you make time for the things that matter most to you. But before we do that, I want to give you guys a... uh, quick sponsor moment. Um, Today's podcast is actually sponsored by Write, Publish, Sell, which is under the company Cat Biggie Press, which if you're new to the show, you don't know, but that's me, my company. Yes, I am sponsoring my own podcast. But um, if you only know me from the podcast, you may not know that we also have a book and a website by Lose the Cape. And you may not know that I have been publishing, writing and publishing, editing and publishing books now for almost five years. And I am developing out through Write, Publish, Sell developing out an author coaching program because there are so many people that need help getting through the process of writing a book. So if you're a busy uh, working mom, Uh, or coach, that's specifically who this program is designed for that I'm going to tell you about, but um, who knows that they really want to write a book, but feels so overwhelmed in their business and life as it is right now that they just don't know where to find the time, then I've got the perfect program for you. Starting on November 7th, I'm launching the Write Your Book in 90 Days group coaching program. 
And uh, the reason I decided to do a group coaching program is because I think what stops people the most is overwhelm and accountability. Um, They don't know where to begin with the book process. And then they feel so overwhelmed by everything that has to be done that they just kind of shut down. So um, yes, I am super excited about this group. It's going to provide not only all the information, know-how, and um, processes that need to be in there. We're going to find time in your schedule to actually make the book happen. It's going to get written in 90 days. And you're going to do it because you're going to have accountability, you're going to have feedback, you're going to have support, you're going to have coaching, you're going to have all the tools that you need to get this book either completely written or to a point that you feel comfortable with where you are to finish it. We're also offering um, bonus uh, packages for people who are in the program with uh, access to an editor and a cover designer who will work with you. And uh, we have, for the first five people who join the course, the program, we have an additional free interior layout of the book, which is between a $500 and $1,000 value. So um, I think there's only two slots left for that. So if you want to jump in, it's a great deal. You can go to writepublishcell.co. Yes, there is no M on the end of it. Writepublishcell.co forward slash 90 day book. And you will find um, the page and more information about that. I'll also put the webinar replay in the show notes for today because uh, Dana Malstaff and I did a really good webinar um, laying out all the steps to write your book in 90 days and um, more detailed information about the program. So that is our word of sponsorship today. Again, write, publish, sell, write your book in 90 days. We'd love to have you join our program. It's going to be amazing and I'm so excited to get it kicked off on November 7th. The cart closes on November 1st, so if you're interested, go check it out right now. Okay, so without further ado, I cannot wait to introduce you to Marissa. She's become a friend of mine over the past few months and helped. we've collaborated on several projects and you're just going to love the information that she has for you because one, it will help you balance your life better and two, she's just a sweetheart and very soothing to listen to. So enjoy the interview. Thanks so much. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Lose the Cape podcast. I'm Alexa Bigworth, your host. And today I am really pleased to introduce you all to Marissa Lawton. She is a productivity strategist for moms and mompreneurs and uh, runs the Riss Lawton Co. And also is the creator of the Busy But Balanced, which is a one-on-one intensive program to help moms who are business owners um, hone their family's core values and then build their schedule around their ideals first and obligations second, which I think is fantastic. And I'm looking forward to getting more information about how exactly to do that because I am failing in that department. So (laughs) uh, she used to work in corporate finance. She's also been a mental health counselor um, who specialized in women's issues. And and now she's helping wonderful mothers running their own business try and keep it all together. And she also has a two-year-old who any of us who've been through that phase know how challenging and fun that can be. So welcome, Marissa. Thank you, Alexa. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, We are very happy to have you. 
So what did I miss? Fill us in on the details that I um, left out of that. Yeah. Um, well, the only thing really is like kind of starting at the beginning because everyone asks, you know, how did you become an entrepreneur? How did you get to this point and how did you choose to start your own business and so my undergrad degree is actually in finance and business um, and I did I worked in in the corporate field for a few years um, my husband and I we met in high school and he actually joined the army right when I went to college so we were kind of off and on for those four years and then he got orders to Alaska um, and it was just impossible to do a long-distance relationship to Alaska. Flights alone are over $1,000, so it's like right. you'd see each other once every, like, six months. Right. So um, we really had a decision point right then was, are we going to do this or are we going to break up? And we decided to get married. <laughs> and so I moved from um, Phoenix to the middle of nowhere, Alaska, and left, you know, a, a corporate job. And there went to a place where there was like one bank, let alone like, you know, investment firms or anything that I had been um. used to working at. Um, so that's kind of where I, I was able to do a lot of that soul searching. Um, and the corporate world, like it fulfilled me in one way where I was able to be really, really analytical, but um, I wasn't able to really help people there. Um, I was kind of more just like a numbers machine, you know? Right. Um, so my husband ended up deploying to Afghanistan and that's when I started my master's in mental health. So it really was like a complete 180 going from very corporate to a very soft social science. Um, right. <laughs> but I love that because now that I've started my own business, you know, my daughter was born and she was born with some health concerns. Um, luckily, everything has completely like resolved and everything's totally fine now um, at two years old. But um, I was, I went back to work. I was lucky to have, you know, eight weeks instead of six. Mm -hmm. um, and at eight weeks old, I was just, I was being called away from work every day because she would go six hours without eating and, and all of these things. And so I just, there was no point in going into the office anymore. Um, if I was leaving every other day at, mm -hmm. after two hours anyway. Um, so that was really nice because I, I mean, it was a blessing in disguise, I guess I should say, because right, right. starting my own business, I was able to look at both sides of myself. I said, wow, I really liked this aspect of the strategy and being that analytical person, but I also really love this aspect of the helping people. So right. when I started my own business, I was able to combine that and combine my strengths into something that, you know, really fulfilled me in a way that neither of my previous careers really had. Oh, that's cool. So, all right, well then um, let's get right into talking about what I productivity strategist does exactly um and 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 where how you took those two uh elements of your background and created this particular position for yourself this job this business <laughs> yeah well i like to say that i'm a productivity strategist for mompreneurs because going to business school every case study that i ever read or or did you know in college was these huge multinational corporations and sure you can take like a little bit of information from that and apply that to your mom owned small business but it's not it's not really going to relate to you and then when you start reading reading a lot of blogs and you start reading a lot of um other like smaller information it's usually put out by solopreneurs or it's put out by single entrepreneurs or it's put out by male entrepreneurs and it just doesn't relate to you as a mom and an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So 
my big thing is how can I meet moms and mom business owners where they're at in their business and translate all of this mumbo jumbo really to a language that they can understand and help them be productive as wives, mothers, business owners, and every other role that you fulfill as a mompreneur. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, um, then you're working with moms, obviously you're working with moms that are running their own businesses. I am assuming that you cover kind of the gamut of mom run businesses from anything. Is it mostly online businesses that you work with or do you work with, um, people who have brick and mortar businesses as well? Um, I have most everybody I've, um, all of my clients I've met has been online, but some of them might have like an Etsy shop and then they also go to maybe like farmer's markets on the weekends or they have a little like co-op, um, in person type thing. Or, um, one of my favorite clients, she's actually, um, really high ranking in direct sales. Mm -hmm. So, um, her business is completely different in the sense that she meets people one-on-one -on -one in their homes, but then she also has, you know, an online component marketing as well. Um, and then a lot of, you know, graphic designers and website designers. So really it's just kind of everybody. I think what's awesome is that a lot of moms have a skill set that they either used in a nine to five before coming moms or they've developed along the way. And now they're able to try and monetize that skill set. So really it doesn't matter to me where, what your particular niche or your particular industry is. Um, as long as, you know, I can find a way to help you maximize your time and become more efficient and more effective. Well, that kind of answers the question then on what exactly is a productivity um, strategist. So what are some of the, how, how do you work with a client? What are some of the ways that you help um, people get more out of their day and, and so forth? Yeah, I found um, the majority of the time people fall into two camps. Sometimes they're very analytical minded like me um, and they just need to chat out their schedule and chat out their um, their day-to-day -day with somebody and just get that object objective, that's the word I'm looking for, objective <laughs> viewpoint. Um, and just like, okay, does it make sense if I do this in the morning and this in the afternoon? So um, we kind of just really um, hone in on what they're already doing that's working. Um, and then the other camp of people that I've, I tend to work with, they're not analytical or organized minded at all. They're just those true creatives. That's um, me. <laughs> right. No organization whatsoever. Right. And sometimes those people are even like more fun to work with for me because I really come in there and I, I'll, I'll suggest a system that seems so simple to me and like, you know, so second nature to me. And they're really like, wow, I've never even thought of systemizing something like that. Mind blowing. Um, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, as you're chatting and as you're talking, you get the mindset stuff, the mindset stuff that comes up like the mom guilt or yeah. I haven't spent one-on-one -on -one time with my husband in three weeks, you know. And so we also figure out um, what are your core values what's important to you. Most of the time, it's um, your marriage, your relationship, one-on-one -on -one time with your kids, um, you know, self-care is huge. So my big thing is to let's build a schedule that accounts for those things first um, your core values first, and then you'll see that you have extra time. That's when we're going to go to the grocery store or wait for the cable guy or schedule a doctor's appointment, all those stuff, things that take our time, but that are not necessarily contributing and, and 
adding value to our lives, right? Right. Um, okay, so let's let's uh, walk through like a scenario with somebody and and uh, just what would that look like? Yeah. So um, I have a free resource that's available to everybody, and it's the Balanced Mompreneurs Audit. And what that um, is is it's a little workbook, um, and it was designed by Lila Higgins of the Higgins Creative. So it's beautiful. Like for me, I was like, I need a math worksheet, and she was like, I need it to be pretty. <laughs> so we really. <laughs> spent a lot of time creating this resource um, and what it does is it takes you to through two things the first step is to evaluate those core values so you write down all of the time you spend marriage wise um, family wise on self-care all of those things and you put a number to it um, and what a lot of people don't realize is that um, we have 480 hours in a month like that you're awake so that's accounting for sleeping eight hours a night which as a mom you probably haven't gotten eight hours of sleep a night right. since before your kids were even born but um so when people hear that number they're shocked because they're like oh I thought I didn't have any time and really you do have the time you just don't know what you're doing with it and how to use it in the best way for you mm -hmm. um so we go through that we take all of those core values we subtract that from 480 and a lot of times people have a hundred two hundred hours left at the end of the month then we go through things like meal planning. We go through things like cooking and cleaning. Um, and we, we just build all that out. And so the first session I work with any client, regardless of um, what capacity they've hired me, is we go through this audit. Um, and so people can really see where their time is going. Mm -hmm. um, I've had a client say, well, I don't have anything in my marriage category. Well, let's brainstorm. <laughs> In an ideal situation, what would you do? Would you have a date night once a month? Like, let's start somewhere. Let's put something in that category and let's build it. Like, this is your opportunity to build that schedule and to account for everything that you want. Um, and so I, I really help people see first where their time's going. And then once you have it all listed out like that, you can rearrange. You can say, wow, spending 100 hours a month in XYZ, that's obscene to me. I want to get that down to 50. Okay, let's start cutting things out. Let's start yeah. what's, and then from there we go into what's essential to you, what's preferred to you. It's, we talk about priorities and we talk about things like that. Um, and it really is, it's, it's a huge mindset shift too. Um, not only just this analytical worksheet, but there's a lot of mindset and personal issues that come up too when people are working with their time. And you wouldn't think that, but it really does happen. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's fascinating to think that there might be a hundred extra hours in my month that I don't know about and what I could do with all of that time. Right. Yeah. Um, I, need to, I need to go fill out that audit. <laughs> people are blown away all the time. They're like, it's, it's one of two things. It's wow. I'm actually only using 130 of my hours a month. And all this other time is just like really kind of wasted if you think about it. Or people are like, I spend way too much time in this insignificant category. So how can I start cutting or how can right. I start using my time in a way that is significant for me? So now do you have organizational um, tips and strategies too? Do you help people get better organized or are you more focused on the time hacks and the, that type of stuff? 
Yeah, so like I said, I do that with um, the first session with any client, regardless of like what package they've hired me or if they've just hired me for almost more of like consulting. That's the first thing we do. And then from there, that really highlights your needs. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, like I said, they really need more, um, they need like somebody to really come in there and fix it for them. And so I'll do that. And then other people who've really kind of got a handle on it, but they need, um, they need that objective opinion. I just kind of act as more of a consultant. But um, I have, uh, like I mentioned, I have priorities exercises where we go through and we prioritize your what you're doing each week. Um, and so that helps people see, again, what is least important to them and what they might be spending time on that's not necessarily moving their needle forward. Um, And then we talk about the difference between, like, say, efficiency and effectiveness, which a lot of people don't necessarily know right off the top of their head if they're being efficient, effective, or both. Um, So, yeah, a lot of kind of high-level concepts to start with, and then we get down into the nitty-gritty and can, like, make specific plans based on that specific client's need. Oh, well, that's cool. So I'm sure that your background in mental health, as you mentioned, uh, you, you, you uh, kind of counsel people through the process as well. I'm sure that has, has been very helpful, useful skill. <laughs> yeah, you know what to listen for. Yeah. Um, and, and in counseling, that is, you'll, you'll learn all these theories and you'll learn about like Freud and that stuff. But the biggest skill that you take away when you get your degree in counseling is how to listen. Because a lot of times, um, it's what people don't say. Like it's ni- 90% what people don't say. And you have to learn how to listen between the lines and listen for, okay, they're talking about this, but they're leaving this out completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that skill set really helps because then I know how to ask the questions. Well, okay, so we've been talking about your kids for 45 minutes, but I haven't heard you mention your spouse at all. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, and then they unload and they say, my like, since I started this business, my marriage has been on the back burner and we fight more than we ever used to and, and things like that. And it's like, well, let's talk about that. Cause that's what we're, that's, what's not being talked about. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that's where the mental health counseling comes in is it really helps me, um, listen to the issues that might not necessarily be the out in the open. And that's usually where the real meat of the issue is. Mm-hmm. Now, do you um, do you work at home full time with your child at home? I do use daycare. Um, my daughter goes to a sitter from eight to noon Monday through Friday, um, and it's right down the street. And um, it's just something, especially if she ends up being an only child, like my husband and I talked about using a sitter, regardless of what capacity I was working. We want her to socialize and we want her to meet other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So she does do that in the morning. And that's when I schedule things like this, interviews or things that um, I can't necessarily do with her. She comes home at noon and then we go straight to nap. So she's usually down from about one to three. And so if I, yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm not ready for her to drop that nap yet. But um, so if anything else needs overflow, I'll do it during nap. but if not, then that's when I'll kind of work on the house a little bit or, or do anything else that might need um, some attention. And then in the afternoon, I really try and be just mom. But um, those are things like if she runs off and plays by herself in her little kitchen or plays in her sandbox or something, I may be able to hop on social media or take care of things that um, don't necessarily require full attention. Right. It's kind of tough because um, 
your brain is always going when you run your own business. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I do miss the most about working for someone else is that when I left the office at five o'clock, I left like it was computer closed, job done, you know, but um, I don't have that same. So I'm trying to set those kinds of boundaries mm-hmm. um, with myself. And speaking of, is that something that you work on with your clients is making sure that they do develop boundaries? Yes. Yes. Boundaries is a huge conversation. And a lot of times um, it is like it starts off as time boundaries. But then again, like I said, if you listen and you, you get down to more of the core and the meat of what what's going on with them, you'll see maybe they have problems saying no to people or they have problems saying no to certain things or they're they are people pleasers or whatever it is so um, boundaries is huge it starts off as saying okay you're going to assign a time frame to that you're going to say I'm gonna do this blog post in two hours and I'm not gonna take seven hours so I'm going to just sit down and get it done um, and so it starts as maybe more time frames and boundaries around time but as uh, my work keeps going yeah usually that stuff comes up um, in other areas of their lives as well. Now, um, so do you have a day, I mean, a time of day that is the most challenging for you and your family? Yeah, I think nap time is the hardest because my daughter is trying to drop that nap <laughs> and I'm just not ready to oh. let her. So it's like we yeah. get home from daycare and I just like take her straight to the room and I'm like fighting with her for half an hour to try and get her to go down. And the last couple days, she's only slept for about 45 minutes. So we're in, in for another transition, and that is going to throw things off, and I'll have to adjust to that. But right now, nap is hard. Yeah. It's a hard part of the day. You know, I, I was um, interviewing somebody the other day, and she has four kids. Well, you probably know Kelsey. Kelsey Vanker. Oh, yeah. And, um, and she said that uh, for her, like, that time is so precious that even as her kids start outgrowing the nap, like, she – still like closes them in their rooms and has like made it a priority to keep that time sacred. And you know, that I, w- I wanted to do that as well with my kids. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't very successful at it, but I heard another person talk about how they use um, this stoplight and they trained their child to know when the light was red, they were not allowed to leave their room. <laughs> yeah. And when yeah. it was green, they could come out. <laughs> I was like, that's I'm- a great idea. Right. I've heard of like quiet time, but my daughter is not quiet. Like if I, if I turn my back on my child, she will burn my house down. Like she will somehow find a way to like tear this house to the ground. Um, she's just so active and she's so, um, she gets into everything. And I know that's typical, like that's developmental for this age, but my daughter is like on steroids. Um, she's the quote unquote busy one. Whenever we meet a stranger, wow, she's so busy. (laughs) Yes, she is. Thank you. Yes. Um, that's my that's my third child, too, so I get it. I'm surprised she hasn't come up here, actually, yeah. to be honest with you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading about quiet time, and I'm trying to implement that, and that's something that I'm definitely going to try, like you said. Um, I just don't know how well it'll work, but we'll give it it's a shot. Tough. <laughs> it's tough. Like I said, I never did very well at implementing it as well uh, either, but where are you? So um, – if you're not able to make the uh, make the transition work out for you, how do you suppose you will work your your productivity into those hours? Yeah, um, 
I'm not sure. I <laughs> The first thing I'll probably do is ask her babysitter what it would look like if she stayed for another hour, hour and a half. Uh-huh. Um, but again, that raises our costs. And right. the whole point of starting a business is to become, you know, financially stable, not less so. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um I don't know. That'll probably be my first avenue. The, other than that, you know, I'll just have to either she we stopped weaning or we stopped breastfeeding, and that's when this started because she used to just nurse for nap and go straight down. Right. Um, and now naps are a fight. Um, she is sleeping later in the morning because she's not doing that morning feed. So I could always get up at like six and maybe make up an hour or so. Um, but yeah, I will definitely. It will definitely be an adjustment and a transition for our family. Yeah. Um, do you, do you find that you work in the evenings to compensate or have you been able to get your business down to those seven or eight hours and you shut it down after that? I try not to work in the evenings. We have a really solid nap time or I mean not nap time, a really solid bedtime routine. Um, and Uh since we stopped weaning or we stopped breastfeeding and that was kind of our, um, our one-on-one connection time, I now do her bath and like her lotion and her PJs and all that stuff, just me and her. Um, and then my husband will, will come up and we rock her, her to sleep together and read her stories together. Um, really just avoid the evenings. And I'm not productive in the evenings either. That's another thing I help people realize is like, when are you at your best? Um, right. And when, when do you want to give time to your business and when do you want to give time to your family? Like, let's start there. Like, what works for you? And then let's make it happen. Let's build a system around it. So um, I don't do a lot in the evenings. Really, I'm doing a lot in just the four hours. Um, That's awesome. That's really good. So you must, <laughs> you must be very productive. <laughs> I can blow four hours in no time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I um, have all my blog posts planned in advance, and I do an, an editorial calendar monthly. I have a lot of systems, and I help my clients mm-hmm. with a lot of systems. Like, I have certain things that I do the last couple days of every month that set me up for the next month, and then I have things that I do weekly that get me ready for the week, um, and then you, know, you have your to-do list that you cross off kind of daily, so I like to break it down that way, um, okay. like monthly tasks, weekly tasks, and daily tasks. Um, yeah, and that really helps because part a, a whole part of productivity is knowing what you need to do. Exactly. So um, do you have any particularly good resources that you like to recommend to people, um, either for motherhood or business? Uh, here she is. <laughs> yeah, just a second, baby. Um, that you like to, to recommend to other moms to help through the day? Um, I think one of the biggest things, and this is actually how we met, um, is through our little mastermind group every month. And so um, the first thing I suggest to moms who want to um, start a business is to find a community. Whether you find a mastermind group that you pay for monthly or whether you start your own with a few other moms that you know who are starting businesses and you meet weekly, like there's so much value in um, in a group that thinks the same way that you do, that has similar goals to you. Maybe their business look is different. Like a lot of us have completely different business models right. in our in our mastermind group. Um, but 
um, having that a accountability, those people who to like bounce ideas off. Like I've several times I've been like, well, you guys look at this sales page. Like I thought it was really good and it's not converting. Like what's wrong with it? You know? And so having, um, just having those people as a support and it doesn't have to be a huge group. It could be three people, five people. Um, but something that you commit to and that you, um, invest in each other you guys all care about each other and each other's business growth, I think is huge. Mom. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. I love that. Especially, Mom. I mean, at this stage of life with it's small children, life. we just have, we have challenges that are different than other mm -hmm. um, business owners. It's so it's, it's really good. Sorry. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, me time is the way we always like to wrap up the the conversation because and you mentioned this before that self-care is really important especially for moms especially for business owning moms so what's your favorite way to get me time I've been doing a little bit more of this lately because this was one of the things that quickly went off of my own list when I started my business um and it's the first thing I tell people not to do <laughs> is to sacrifice self-care. And then, of course, it's like the first thing I do, right? Um, but I love to read for pleasure. So I've been um, doing a lot more of that, like reading books that have nothing to do with my business. Like you said, it's that mentality of being able to shut your computer off. Um, as business owners, and especially in the earlier stages of your business, we don't have a lot of that luxury all of the time. Um, but right. even if it's a half an hour um, to just have your mind on a completely unrelated subject that's purely for you. Um, mm -hmm. So I like to read for pleasure. I like to, um, some days I work um, necessarily, not in my home office, but I'll go to Starbucks or somewhere. And even though I'm still working, like being in a different environment um, really helps me. It, it just is, it just is like refreshing and kind of helps my headspace a little bit, even though I'm still doing the same tasks. Um, just being able to sit in like a comfy like recliner in Starbucks or whatever instead of like my office chair. Um, that makes a big difference. So yeah, some things like that. Even just watching yeah. trashy TV, like a way to disengage my brain. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I'm a big Real Housewives of New Jersey fan. Like that's the one that I don't really? know out of all of them. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Real Housewives of New Jersey. I'm like, I'm from Arizona. I'm not even from the East Coast. Like, or the Northeast, why New Jersey? I don't know, but that's the one that I'm like, if it's on, I'm watching it. Like, <laughs> That's funny. I haven't um, really gotten into like that. Well, I, I mean, I was absolutely addicted to the show One Tree Hill for a while. Yeah. Couldn't get enough of that, but um, now I'm into zombies. <laughs> so I'm so watching The Walking Dead. <laughs> I had never seen that show. I actually binge watched it, um, One Tree Hill. I'd I'd never seen it. I'd been binge watched it on Netflix after my daughter was born, but everybody thought my daughter's name is Sawyer and everybody oh. thought I named her that because of that show. And I was like, no, I've never seen it. So I was like, okay, I guess I got to watch it. But yeah. no, her name is like not related to it at all. But I think everyone in our kind of age group, they all loved right. that show. So they just assumed that I named her it because of the show, but I didn't. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was, I was physically like ill when the show ended. I was so sad. <laughs> I love it. I was like, I was like, okay, I need to, um, I need to, I need to have a breakup with One Tree Hill because this is a little <laughs> devastating, but oh gosh. Anyway, 
Oh, we digress. Speaking of not being productive. <laughs> All right. But you need it sometimes. Like I, I think agree. you need you need to check out sometimes because if your brain is always on one subject all the time, you're going to instantly lose your productivity because you don't have any release and you don't have any relief from it. Um, the best way, if you're feeling like unproductive that day, go for a quick little walk, go run to Starbucks and grab a coffee, or even just go into your kitchen and make a snack, like something that gets you out of that element. So when you return, you're ready. Right. I agree completely. All right. Well, it has been so much fun chatting with you and, um, I am really excited that we're going to be collaborating some more. We have a course coming up on um, making money from your writing, and Marissa is going to be our productivity expert. So lots more to come from that. But before we let you go from this, will you please tell everyone where to find you? Yeah, my website is rithlawton.com, and I have lots of blog posts all about um, I call it mompreneur mindset and sustainable strategy, which is things that relate directly to mompreneurs. Um, and then you can also grab the mompreneurs balanced audit right there. Um, and I have a short link for that as well too um, at bit.ly slash balanced mompreneur. Um, so those are the two places that you can really get the most from me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed the interview with Marissa. She's just amazing, isn't she? Um, you can find all of today's show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 38. If you enjoyed this episode and enjoy our show in general, we would really appreciate it if you'd hop on over to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We need reviews so that other people can find us. And just as one final reminder, if you skipped ahead through my uh, sponsor <laughs> sponsor portion, that the Write, Publish, Sell, Write Your Book in 90 Days program cart is closing on 1 November and the program launches on 7 November. If you've been dreaming about writing a book to enhance your coaching program or your business, this is the great way to get coaching, guidance, expertise, and um, kind of force you through in a gentle, loving way, of course, the process of actually getting that book done. So you can add that to your resume as well. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to lose your cape.